Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network. Tap into your fullest potential. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, and we want to welcome the star of our show, Annabelle Fisher, the founder of the EFT Healing Center. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today? Hello, Scott. What a fabulous welcome. I expected a drum roll at the end of that. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't really have a drum here, but... Uh, I've got a tape roll instead. That's, that's fabulous. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, what's new in your world? You're back from Cyprus? Yes, I'm back and working with uh, some new clients and some of my regular clients and uh, looking at all different avenues of how to use EFT. I mean, it continually, uh, it continually, or I should say never ceases to amaze me the results that we can get with such a seemingly simple technique. Um, And the the shifts and changes in just um, even one session. Actually, uh, Scott, I wondered if I might share with you a new client I worked with last week has um, a terrible fear of... Uh, what well, t- two primary fears around uh, claustrophobia? One is an elevator, being in an elevator on her own, and one is uh, being uh, at the back of a plane. So what this has wow. meant, of course, is that she's had to climb flights and flights of stairs, and even had to, on a plane journey, pay for first-class tickets so that she can sit at the front of the plane. And we had our first session last week on Skype, and she was actually new to EFT. She had been introduced to it through her chiropractor, who I believe I trained last year in EFT. And we had a short session, and then we had our first Skype session. And we went back to some core issues from her childhood, And this week I've had two fantastic emails from her. The first one saying, I think it was two days after our session, she had got into an elevator on her own and uh, very easily, calmly, confidently known she could do it and got got, got in, gone up to the floor she needed to and got out feeling fine. Nice. And then uh, the other uh, email which I received this morning was she had to go for some quite extreme dental work. Now, bearing in mind, we hadn't worked on anything around the dentist or dental phobias. And also bearing in mind, she was very new to EFT, so she hadn't used it on herself at all. And she was uh, a little agitated, so uh, she started to tap. And she said, all through the procedure, I tapped, I felt calm confident at ease and reassured Uh, so two great uh, scenarios from the same client of how she felt so good in potentially stressful situations that's uh, that's awesome that's really exciting (laughs) yeah just imagine her when you're talking about the the airplane rides I, i i flash back to a couple planes that i were was on where i was the last row window seat and there was two relatively large people uh, sitting in the two seats beside me right and just got in there and I thought there's no way I could ever get out of here in an emergency (laughs) and uh, you know kind of felt that fear and then the chair wouldn't move back you know so there was just like no control of my environment at all Absolutely. So I could just totally uh, empathize with how she might feel about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think now uh, flying has, hasn't become the exciting and often luxurious mode of uh, travel that it once was. And there's so many factors, like even you realizing you couldn't move your chair back could have increased anxiety. And that's when we can step in and use EFT um, on ourselves. And of course, we don't have to say the words out loud. We can say them in our mind. Uh, one of my clients... Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I never mean, realized that. It's, uh, I mean, we often say that uh, to, to make EFT really effective, and I think you and I have discussed this, is to really feel what we're saying and try to connect to it if we can. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, that's not always easy, and sometimes there can be a disconnect, and we know that EFT works even if we feel a little skeptical. Um, so if somebody is in, um, is out, sorry, is outside or in a public place, and they don't feel comfortable to say the words out loud, um, it's absolutely fine to say them in our heads, so just discreetly tap. Sometimes people might not want to tap the points on their face, um, so why not choose to rub them? Or I mean, it's just another mm. form of stimulating that acupuncture point. Cool. So either tapping or gently rubbing. And I mean, if somebody was to do that, I don't think many people would notice. I mean, lots of people rub or hold their faces in certain ways. Uh, so tapping or, uh, or rubbing gently the acupuncture points and saying the words to ourselves. Wow, cool. That's really interesting. I would ne never even occurred to me that I would do anything other than exactly what you told me to do. <laughs> but when you were talking, it, it brought up a question that I'm, I'm kind of curious about, and I'm sure uh, I'm not alone in my curiosity. You've had, you've had tremendous results with the two individuals you mentioned earlier, but have you ever had a situation where it just seemed like there was no movement going on? Yeah, I think uh, this is a really valid point with EFT, uh, that sometimes we may feel that we're hitting a brick wall because we're expecting the fast results that we may have had or we have heard people speak of, and yet, for whatever reason, uh, we're not getting the results that we're desiring in that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Um, I think this is uh, most usual for people who are new to EFT because they perhaps don't have uh, such experience or the skills to, to use a, a, another way of doing something or to know what to do if it's not working. Um, I mean, I had a situation uh, with a client a few weeks ago and uh, we were working on some personal concerns and she was feeling okay. I mean, uh, we had a session and she, I could tell there were definite changes because at the start of the session she was crying and at the end she was calm and we were laughing about different things. And she felt that she had a purpose. I'd set her some homework. Um, but I really felt that we hadn't got to the core. And uh, sure enough, by the next session, nothing had much changed in her life. Um, and I realized that it was because lots of different aspects were coming up for her around her situation. So lots of different uh, memories, do different emotions, um, and they were all very heightened. So as soon as we um, uh, helped to dissolve one of those uh, memories or experiences or emotions, another would pop up, it would spike back up. So the overall feeling was pretty much just as lousy as it was when she first started. So uh, one of the keys to 
successful EFT and to ensure that it is working is uh, really to try and, and get clear um, and ask some great questions. Mm. And uh, I think you and I have, have mentioned uh, together that we're going to do a specific uh, podcast on that, being what I call the creative detective. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but I think asking uh, the, the correct questions so that we can get to the core issue, because with this particular lady, what I asked her to do um, was she felt that she was procrastinating. Um, mm -hmm. And there were various areas in her life which were not fulfilling and that she was feeling helpless and hopeless. So I was very specific and I asked her to consider for her homework what it was that she truly wanted. Um, and what came up for her in our next session was that she really wanted um, space in her house. She wanted a house that was decluttered. Mm. Um, and so that she, when she looked at, at the surfaces, she saw space rather than lots of trinkets and beautiful things that she'd bought and piles of books and things like that. So we were able to create a shift by just asking that question, what is it that I want? Um, and then we, we used that information to do some EFT on. So it sounds like sometimes people are working on something that's not really what the problem is, but what they think the problem is? Yes, absolutely. They're working on the symptom. Um, mm. And uh, so for her, the symptom was, I feel like there's no movement. Um, I'm just looking out into nothingness. Uh, but we needed to get to what the cause was. Um, and we got to it by finding out that she felt very cluttered. And of course, as many people listening know, that if there is clutter in our lives physically, there's, sure going to, uh, there's surely going to be clutter mentally and emotionally as well. It kind of drags us down. It makes us feel constricted. There's no space. There's no breathing room. So how can we possibly move forward? How can we be creative? Right. Well, and like you said, she felt like she wasn't moving forward. And if you take the clutter and we just like imagine it as like a hundred times worse than it probably was to the point where she would be in her living room and it's so cluttered she actually could not move, then we can understand totally why she'd be procrastinating on stuff because she's in an environment where there's no movement allowed, right? Yes, exactly. And and most usually for us, we do exaggerate it too. It It is perhaps more um, more poignant for us than it truly is. Uh, so what she felt was clutter, if I'd walked into her living room, I may have thought, oh yeah, she's got some beautiful ornaments and trinkets around. Uh, so de definitely by exaggerating um, a situation, uh, it really takes us to what the cause might be. Uh, I mean, in her case, um, she talked about desiring space and, and things to have, a, a, to have clear surfaces. So my question was, what happened the last time there was space in your life? And uh, without missing a beat, actually, she jumped straight in and told me about the time where there was space and, and what happened in her life and, and uh, her relationship and her work life and all the rest of it. So that is what we use the EFT on, and that created the clarity. So definitely, um, if, if we feel like we're not making progress, to step back and think, um, okay, what kind of questions can I ask myself to get to the root cause here? 
And another great uh, way is just to simply change the, the wording that we're using, change the phrases that we're tapping on. Um, a lot of people, when they start using EFT, they, they, they use very simple language, which is great, because that means that they build their confidence up and uh, become uh, really creative later on. Um, however, if we use EFT, and uh, we feel a shift, it's very important to acknowledge how we now feel. Don't continue tapping on the old phrase. So for example, if I tap on, even though I'm so frustrated with my neighbor, I deeply and completely accept myself, and I tap through the, uh, the routine, and then after that, I don't feel so frustrated, but I do feel sad uh, for whatever reason, then it's very important that I tap on the sadness that has come up because that's mm. the new emotion that is right. prevailing. So, so follow the lead of what's coming up. Uh, it's, very, it's important to clear the first emotion, sure, but if, say, using that example of frustration and sadness, if the sadness pops up and it's, it's a higher intensity than the frustration, then definitely start tapping on that new aspect. So it's kind of like onions and different, you know, the layers of the onion, you know, at the top it maybe feels like frustration or can't move forward or procrastination and then you get a little bit deeper and it's, the place is really cluttered and I want more space and you get a little bit deeper and it's, and it's something else and eventually when you, because you, sometimes we can get to the core right away, sometimes we can't and uh, if we're, if we're dealing, the, the uh, image I had was, actually, as I was listening to you, was that of a fan. And the fan's blowing air, and we don't want any wind blowing, right? So we're doing all these things to stop it except turn off the fan. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, you know, oh, just turn off the fan. But we don't get to that point because we're, I don't know, we're putting curtains up or we're trying to shut doors or we're whatever it is that we're doing because we oh we're closing the window but the fan is in the room with us so of course that's not making any difference at all on the air movement and, and uh, so you know until we kind of get around to what the and I loved it when you said the cause versus the symptoms because I really believe that many times we deal with symptoms and not with causes um, and so then we wonder why things keep coming back, coming back, coming back, because we haven't dealt with the core issues. Yes, I mean, it is like putting a Band-Aid or a plaster on, on a wound and uh, hoping for the best. Uh, sure, there will be some healing that goes on, but is it, uh, is it powerful enough uh, to, to heal it fully? Uh, so uh, sometimes people will say to me, well, look, I've tapped on this particular problem, um, and it goes away, but it comes back. A few days later, I feel as bad, um, or I feel as sad, or as, or as angry, or whatever the situation is. Um, well, that's a definite clue that the person hasn't got to the core issue. So uh, what you're so saying is if you had a sliver in your finger, and you just put a Band-Aid around it, a couple days later, you know, pull the Band-Aid off, and it's still infected and pussy, put the Band-Aid back on, it's like, well, I put a Band-Aid on it, right? But you didn't get rid of the problem, which was the little piece of wood that stuck in your skin. Yes, exactly. It's still there, and it still needs attention. We can't just uh, close our eyes and hope for the best. 
Yes, uh, so th I think that is uh, key to successful um, and, of course, long-term uh, effectiveness in EFT, getting to the core issue. And uh, so play around with the words and be mindful of what's coming up for you as you tap. So if the emotion changes, then acknowledge that I was feeling angry and now I feel sad, or I was feeling lonely and now I feel resentful. Uh, and so tapping on that new information and also being very emphatic as we tap. So I know earlier I said um, if you're in a public place, of course, feel free to tap and say the words in your mind. And if you're on your own and you feel comfortable enough, uh, knowing that you won't be disturbed, really get into the words. So, for example, if a client uh, is uh, re really angry and they start swearing when they tap, uh, sorry, swearing when they're talking to me, then I'll use those same swear words as we start tapping together because they're in the moment and they're be full, full of whatever the emotion is. And so let's be emphatic about it because that means there is emotion, an emotional connection. Uh, it, it's been my experience that um, with e when I use EFT with my clients, when there is the emotional connection is when the, the shifts happen quickest. If somebody's really in their head, uh, then there's going to be resistance to it because they're analyzing the words and they're trying to make sense of it. Um, if they allow the words to, uh, sorry, if they allow themselves to say the words and possibly even feel them, then they're going to really connect in. That's really cool, and I think that's really, really important because for me, whenever I hear the emotion, I hear a, I hear motion. So if we want to move forward and move through things, then using our emotions helps us to do that. Exactly. Emotion is energy in motion, so uh, we, we can't fail to get uh, results and to move forward uh, if, if we're connecting to them. So, Annabelle, before we came on the air, of course, we were sort of chatting a little bit about what we'd be talking about, and you said something, and I want to make sure that, that we share it with uh, everybody that's listening today, because and, and, I had asked you, like, you know, what does it, um, you know, sort of what do you do if you, you're working with somebody and they don't seem to have uh, any sort of movement? And, of course, if someone is just starting uh, EFT and they're tapping on themselves and everything else, like I am, then when I'm doing it, something, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm going to tap on this, and then oh, I don't feel any different or whatever. I, and I notice there's a huge difference in the words you use and the words I use, but I think also there's a huge difference in the attitude that you have when you are when you have that situation. And I think we kind of touched on it, but I know, like, I'll feel, like, frustrated and, oh, I don't know what to do, and, I, and I'll stop or something, whereas you look at it from an entirely different perspective. Yes, that's right. Thanks for reminding me. Um, I did mention that earlier to you. Um, well, what my experience has been is if, if there is a kind of block and, and uh, somebody new to EFT doesn't feel as though they're making progress, of course it's frustrating. They've heard EFT works on everything and they expect these great results. Um, so there can be a tendency to think, oh, this, this doesn't work or I'm no good at this and then just to kind of throw it out. However, if somebody's more experienced with EFT and perhaps they're an EFT practitioner and an expert in their field, they'll realize that if something isn't shifting, that's what I call a nugget of gold. That's really exciting. It's great. If that happens with me and there's some resistance going on and uh, 
sorry, the, uh, and the, the, there is no shift in the intensity rating, I'll know there is resistance of some kind. And that's most usually on a subconscious level, but that's a great clue for me. So if you're using EFT on yourself and you, you think, well, the intensity isn't changing or it goes down and it comes straight back up, it could be that there's some self-sabotage going on. And that's worth looking at as well. Like why? Why would, why would it be that I make progress and then I end up in the same situation? Or it's just not changing at all and I feel just as bad as when I started tapping. You know, it's easy for me to feel really frustrated when I start any uh, y any new thing. I mean, I think it's part of the the learning process, right? If you if you decide you want to go skiing, for example, uh, you know those hills look pretty intimidating at the beginning, particularly if you're not sure you can get down there in one piece. And sometimes it's easy to just say, "Oh, I'm not going to be doing this anymore because uh, because I've had a little bit of a roadblock put in my in in my way, and I just think it's great that you know you, that first of all you share that sometimes that happens, and then and but then when that does happen, that's a really exciting thing because it gives you a chance to be a bit more of what you like to call the creative detective as well, right? Yes, and look into why might this be happening. Um, and I appreciate that's not easy, and it's frustrating too. Uh, but if we allow ourselves to to consider, um, okay, it's not working right now, and maybe there's a reason why, and to treat ourselves with a little more kindness and take a moment to just think, okay, what might be stopping me here? Why, why could it be that I'm not entirely comfortable about releasing this, whatever it is, if it's an emotion, if it's a memory, if it's a physical pain? Uh, why, why might it be serving me more to hold on to it? Mm. Um, and that's a very challenging question to ask ourselves, particularly if it's the first time we've considered something in that way. Uh, but it's not a, a way of, uh, it's not, not coming from a place of judgment or criticism, it's just I, I wonder if we can ask it in a way uh, coming from a place of curiosity, like, hmm, why might this be happening? And then that turns it all around when it becomes curious rather than demanding, uh, then I think the answers come. Absolutely, and I think that's a great point. So, Annabelle, we've, I think we've come pretty much to the end of today's show. If somebody wanted to talk to you some more about... Uh, you know, how to make EFT work better in their lives or know more about the great work that you do, uh, what should they do? They can go to my website, Scott, which is www.theefthealingcenter.com. And uh, the topic that we've been discussing today is something that uh, I talk about in a lot more detail in my workshops. Uh, where I introduce people to EFT and also where people train to become practitioners. Uh, so there's certainly information on my site about that. And uh, of course, anyone can sign up for my regular newsletters and uh, receive my handbook on how to use EFT as they do so. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Head over to www.theefthealingcenter.com and uh, sign up for Annabelle's newsletter and and she's just got some great articles and blog posts there for you, lots of good information. And uh, 
Next week, we're going to be uh, talking about how to be the creative detectives. We're really going to take what we've been talking about today and, and apply it with some really good examples and also get into it a little bit more because, you know, what if the reason you're experiencing whatever you're experiencing isn't because of the reason that you think you are? And maybe that's holding you in place. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.